0: In this episode of The Full Nerd, Threadripper Bombshell, Ryzen 3, and Where is Vega? Welcome to The Full Nerd, episode 26, recorded on July 18, 2017. I'm your host, Gordon Mong with co-host Brad Charkas Hey, y'all. We just got here from his uh second job at the airport. He's saving <laughs> up money working at the airport. Uh uh reviews editor, Elaine Yi. Sorry, we are just so we've been rusted. We apologize. We we know we've been gone for gosh, it feels like about four weeks, but you know, there's that little thing about the Independence Day of the greatest nation on the planet somewhere. And also vacation. And Elaine, in fact, was supposed to be in. Uh, jury duty jury duty today but she's skipping it so hopefully the judge is not watching it like in the chambers the judge is like oh i gotta let me check this out i want to check out this hot new thread repper news hey wait a minute that's your 15
1: (laughs) i am not shirking my civic duty sure civic duty has yet to call me
0: okay but of course that does bring us cleverly to the topic of the day wait is adam holding his finger up saying stop talking we're good no we are good uh Thread Ripper, I, I'm, I'm describing it as a bombshell. Uh, it's because, of course, I was wrong. But Thread Ripper pricing. <laughs> insane, right, Brad?
2: I wasn't. Yeah. No, it's not that insane. Brad Brad He's got, got it right. People could have seen it coming.
1: Brad's sitting pretty because, I mean, if you go back and watch the tape, he even says, I got it wrong with Ryzen 7. I'm going to recalibrate. And here's my prediction. And bam. Well, first,
0: w- Brad, what is the actual price
2: there is the 16 core 32 thread chip is $1,000 on the nose and there's also a 12 core chip that is $800 I believe 790
0: it's a 799 let's not oh come on 99 what is your bias there Brad trying to make it seem like it's overpriced at at 800 it's
2: 799 (laughs) (laughs) which is insane Remember, just last year, we were paying 1700 bucks for 10-core chips.
0: $1,723. For
1: just chip. last year, we were predicting 800 for the Ryzen 7 top-of-the-line chip.
0: Some of us. Well, some of us li- got it right, though. I'm just saying, some of
1: us were thinking it could go as high as that, just given the fact that the last the Intel's 10-core chip was so astronomically expensive. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I swear, though, I thought I had guessed $1,000 at one point, and then I think I had raised it.
1: And you raised
0: it. No, I mean, like, maybe like, you know, two months ago, I think I'd guessed $1,000, and then I started raising it to like 1400 You
1: second-guessed yourself. Well, it's because after
0: Intel came out with their 18, 16, 14, 12, 10 parts, right? So Core i9 and all, all the Skylake X stuff. I was like, I, I think AMD might be comfortable. I guessed $1,400. So I was way off. What, what Do you remember what you guessed at all?
1: I think I came in around eleven or twelve hundred. I, I, I
0: got to say, like a thousand dollars for sixteen cores—is this is this the right price? Are they underpricing it, or are they just anticipating where Intel's going to end up eventually?
1: I mean, we haven't well, we haven't seen performance yet, so it could also that's be tied thing. to that.
2: Yeah, yeah, but I mean, sorry, that's the thing. Uh, that's what I was saying when I was doing the price predictions. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they have to price it like that, because looking at how, you know, uh, Ryzen performs compared to KB Lake, it's a little bit behind in IPC. Uh, So you would expect that, you know, Threadripper will be behind Skylake X in IPC as well, if not more. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's a little slower in single threads. So they kind of got to make up for it with the multi-threads, the lower pricing, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, but, so let me just give you the official specs. Um, <clears throat> so the thread rise Ry- full name, full name Ryzen Threadripper 1950X, sixteen cores, thirty two threads, three point four gigahertz base clock, four gigahertz on you know whatever the boost is. You know I don't know exactly how many cores, or whatever, but that's nine ninety nine. Number two part Ryzen Threadripper 1920X, twelve cores, twenty four threads with. F- uh. SMT and three point five gigahertz, a little higher bump on there on that base clock, and then a four gigahertz on on all cores at at seven ninety nine. That although I, that's a pretty decent base clock. I mean, com, especially compared to Skylake X. I mean, you know they're not giving up too much, but they still you're still getting so many more cores. I mean, this is for nine ninety nine. Intel's giving you i 9 nine seven eight hundred X right, so that's their ten core part, and you're getting sixteen out of them.
2: And again just last year I mean 10 core we were paying 1700 bucks for that was the top of the line. This year we're talking about 16 cores in consumer-ish desktops. So that's that's pretty insane. That's a pretty big jump year over year.
3: I mean right. especially for for somebody like me who can use all the extra cores, uh, I'm pretty excited for those prices uh especially because we had just built those uh boxes for E. Uh and then people in the chat are saying, "Hey, 1000 bucks." People are excited about it. Yeah, I mean it's like, just
0: think, just huh, what four years ago you were paying that. Whoops!
3: Oh <laughs> man, I am messing up left and Is right. Is that a I'm laugh sorry. track? I <laughs> see. We go away for I a hit. month, and Adam loses it. <laughs> hitting, hitting all the wrong
1: buttons. He hasn't buttons. done his ignition oh. yet.
0: Oh yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. I'm, I, sorry. I'm just thinking back to like we were paying a thousand bucks for Ivory Bridge E, like in 2014, yep. right? Three years ago, four years ago, and it was like. You getting that? And that's that is a six core chip with hyper threading. So we're twelve threads for a thousand dollars. And now we're talking about possibly you know in a couple months getting a sixteen core chip for a thousand bucks. That's insane.
3: That's insane.
1: Which one's more appealing to you two, or are you three? I guess. Sorry, Adam.
3: Wow. (laughs) Sixteen
1: or twelve core.
3: And Noah here too. Don't forget about Noah. Noah. Yes, no. I
1: just, I'm sorry. I just didn't think you'd be spending money on a thousand-dollar part yet.
3: <laughs> He's got to save up for it.
1: <laughs> I know.
2: As a gamer, neither one of them are appealing to me because you know I'm much more focused on lower-end stuff. But if you need something that needs a lot of cores, a thousand bucks for 16 cores is pretty compelling. It depends totally on your budget, I would think, and what you're doing.
0: Yeah. And I, I, you know, I mean, for me, I, I do like a high core count. So the thousand dollar part really does appeal to me. Of course I got, I got kids, they're in school. This is not, Mm -hmm.
1: this isn't your dream world where you have unlimited money again.
0: (laughs) But you know, again, if I were, you know, clearly if you are somebody who needs, if you do premiere, you do 3d rendering, you do work at home as a contractor or whatever. And then you're also a gamer. It's like, 4000 bucks, 16 cores, 32 threads. That's like a it's like it's
1: a So you take the four extra cores.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean cuz that's only luck. It's $800 for $200 you get like
1: four more cores. Well, you're getting a whole Eight more c- threads. You're getting a whole other CPU really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's like we're giving give you a Ryzen 7 in here. That's like, yeah, no way. <laughs>
2: It's I'm like, actually, what I'm looking forward to is getting the 1920X and pairing it with a GTX 1080 to have the ultimate 1080 gaming machine it's 1920
0: by 1080.
2: Oh, <laughs> okay. So I talking. Nice. Nice. Okay. I, it took a while to
0: process that one. That is so like,
1: we're sitting here. We're taking you super seriously. Like, well, do you mean like 144 <laughs> refresh rate? Like, is it like multi-monitor setup? No, <laughs> it's just the part numbers. Uh,
0: that <laughs> actually would be a good build though, Brad. You could fun. do the 1920
3: X by 1080 build.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: nice. Uh, Hey, we've we got a quick question from, uh, from youtube um rumor two is asking what's the boost clock on those i9 18 cores do we know uh there are no clocks disclosed on,
0: disclosed on the 12 14 16 or 18 core parts yet so no one knows we do know uh, I, I don't have in front of me we do know the the uh the uh, 10 core part right so wait 79 20x oh no wait they didn't oh holy smokes they, it's on the price list Mm -hmm. So the base clock of the 12 core part, I don't, I swear, I don't think they've disclosed this publicly Is 2.9 gigahertz. I don't know what the boost is, though. They don't, I'll have to, my God, they put on the price (laughs) list, but they did not, they have not announced this to the media what the base clock of that 12 core part is. So again, look at this. This is an Intel 12 core. Oh, hey, we're breaking news right now. Core i9-7920X, 16.5 megs of cache, 12 cores, 24 threads, 2.9 gigahertz base clock. So that is going to be going up against, and wow. that is that is at $1,189. It's not $1,200. It's
2: $1,189. <laughs> <laughs> is going to be, it. yeah. They haven't said that before. I haven't heard any of those. No. Before. I, I know, know. That's things.
1: like Gordon is saying. He's like, holy smokes. It's on the price sheet.
2: I just printed it out this
0: morning, so we'd actually have something to talk about. This is publicly available. Yes, yes. This is Intel's price list effective July 14, 2017. You are here. This just in. Core <laughs> R9 7920X. Yeah, two point nine gigahertz base clock. Wow, now, going, that's it. Yeah, going up against uh, we're, we're looking 3.4. at a nineteen fifty X against a three four base clock. I dang. So five hundred megahertz difference on base clock. So that you know that you know it's pretty we, sizable. That's pretty sizable, and you know you're looking at um Skylake. You know, of course, it's not the same core as in Skylake, but um, you're looking at the new ring bus. You're looking at uh Skylake versus a Ryzen. I man, that's a that's a tough ball game. I mean, that's
1: well. It also makes you wonder if the Threadripper um, chips are going to have boost on multiple cores.
0: Yeah, I don't know. You know, we don't we don't know any of the details of it. We just know, you know, right?
1: Because Intel can at least say, yeah, we have a lower base clock, but you get it, you get the boost on multiple cores. Whereas this could just be on that one primary right. core.
0: Although, I, you know, and I've said, you know, one thing that's nice about Skylake X and you know previously Broadwell E is you could say, I want to dial up you know a four core overclock uh that is that is not easy to do on ryzen but a a viewer reader internet commenter said hey you know you can do it if you go into the bios and you sort of like manually jiggle stuff around so that you can sort of hit these individual
1: wait for the wind to be in the right direction it's not
0: really a a feature that is being presented right now i you know but you know clearly uh you know ryzen 7 launch wasn't exactly smooth a lot of the stuff is is was pretty kind of you know uh, pretty rough. So maybe it's something they can bake it into a future version.
2: But they've but, been coming a long way on stability, though. That a a GSA one oh oh six with the RAM timings, it's huge difference. It boots in less than two minutes.
4: <laughs>
2: yes, <laughs> that was definitely a
0: problem with very 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 early boards. So actually, I haven't. Is it gotten better? I know the Ryzen five box I had wasn't too bad. So
2: the motherboard I had, it wasn't too much of an issue at all.
4: Yeah. So. Okay.
2: Uh, so I we, think that's interesting to me about this uh, river stuff is that they're coming out in August, and all the high-end Intel parts aren't coming out till October. So, well, they're going to have
0: the yeah. They, go ahead, Brad. Sorry,
2: they're going to have everything themselves for at least a couple of months.
0: Yeah, and I don't, I don't, and it is a little scary if you're an Intel fan, like Intel is not, or an Intel investor, that they have not announced, you know, final clocks um, on those higher-end parts too, because uh, the twelve-core. Is going to come out sooner rather than later. So the twelve will come out. I'm going to guess in a couple months, and then the other ones, the the six, the eighteen, sixteen, fourteen, we're, not, we're talking all the way down in October. But looking at that base clock on this twelve core part, that is just like meh. That's like that's all like that's like Xeon. <laughs> that's like a Xeon boot uh, base clock. There, it's like you know like two gigahertz or something like that. It's it's not pretty. I this really doesn't. This really doesn't make those the eighteen sixteen fourteen look like they're going to be launching at super high clocks, especially they're going up against yep. three four Ryzen Threadripper
1: and that pricing.
0: And well, yeah, and the pricing, <laughs> right? The pricing is the, the the pricing is definitely the the gut punch. I think more than anything, so because you know core, you know clock speed doesn't
3: always trump core count. Sometimes core count really does mm-hmm. make a big difference. So uh, especially
2: for the kind of applications you'd use this for, so.
3: Yeah, Samsonite Dove on YouTube uh, is saying that AMD stated that uh, four gigahertz boost on all cores. Uh, But he's he's getting some uh, some sources on that.
0: Yeah, I'd imagine because I mean that's the way Ryzen previously has worked as all cores and all core overclock, so it's not a per core overclock. But yeah, I I think the uh, person previously was asking for. Uh, the boost clock on a seventy nine on the high end p- parts, and we no one knows. No one knows, yeah. knows what the base clocks are. No one knows what the boost clocks are. So that that's our problem. But yeah, that I don't. I don't. Do you guys think? You know, I mean, clearly we don't know. We don't have thread ripper. We don't have high end core nine. Is this over already? I mean,
1: over is in like no.
0: The <laughs> war gonna, is no. over. <laughs> no, not Well, I mean, it's, it's all theoretical
1: at this point. We don't have anything in our hands. <laughs>
0: But I mean, just looking at what we know, what Ryzen seven, we know what Ryzen five does. You get yeah, yeah. IPC is you know Broadwell ish range. Something's almost Haswell looking, but a thousand dollars, pretty high base clock, and two months earlier, uh, is Intel really going to sell a sixteen core? Skylake X to somebody for well, I don't know what do they want eighteen hundred bucks I forget what it is it's eighteen <laughs> hundred I think it's eighteen hundred dollars or, or
3: seven yep. yeah somewhere around there
0: it's right around there at that point it's like what does it matter right you yeah. Know? So I, I just don't. I just don't know who's really going to be buying it at that it'll, point.
2: I think it'll be like the same as Ryzen with the core chips. Uh, like Ryzen excels at a bunch of things, but if you want like the if you need the best gaming chip, you still want the seventy seven hundred K. It excels in IPC and clock speed and everything. Right. And I have we don't know yet, but I have a. If Intel is able to get that IPC advantage somehow. It doesn't look like it necessarily at 2.9 gigahertz. No. But if they're able to get that somehow in these higher-end chips, and there could still be a compelling case for them to be a lot of cores and a lot of IPC. It's going to totally depend on the specs. Yeah. No. But Ryzen's uh, thread ripper's looking pretty good at this point. They're putting their best foot forward, that's for sure. Uh, I
1: think for the market they're targeting, which would be, you know, like Adam. It's it's gonna be a much easier sell in that regard But I think in terms of general populace people who are just watching the space in general I don't know if it's gonna be necessarily a slam dunk for them.
0: Yeah, I don't know though I got so like when Ryzen 7 came out, you know in the months and months and months of build out build up to that and then all the performance benchmarks I sort of thought like This Ryzen 7 if they came in at the price and performance they were gonna do it, it was over They were gonna obliterate until like it'd be You know, nine times out of 10, people are going to buy Ryzen. But when it finally came out, we ended up with this weird thing. Like, oh, if you want high IPC, again, as Brad just said, you you do 7700, right? If you want want PCIe lanes, then you got to go Broadwell E because you you still could get, you know, 40 PCIe lanes. And there was still room for Intel. I mean, there were a lot of really, as much as fanboys hate it, there were a lot of really valid reasons why you would want to buy an Intel part you know, two months ago over uh, a competing Ryzen part. I With Threadripper, I don't know. You're looking at 64 PCIe lanes, so that whole PCIe lane thing is out the window now, and then you're looking at, you're getting a hell of a lot more cores for like half the price almost, right? So... What? what I, I, maybe the IPC is the only thing they got left, but really, if you're doing 3D rendering, you'll give up that IPCs for access to 16 cores. So. I mean,
3: I, I'd say what they have left right now is legacy, right? Well, I mean, yeah, no one people, got fired for buying Intel, right? That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> P- people are still invested in, you know, those motherboards are still invested in feeling like, oh, hey, you know, Intel's been around long enough and they haven't burned me. You know, in some ways that maybe AMD has. So, I mean, I think it'll take, it would, even if this stuff, you know, does great, it's still going to take a while, you know, for for it to be over, even though the chat says it's over.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, mean, the motherboards, you got to get a new motherboard to get into Core i9, and X299 has not been as smooth and stable as previous Intel launches have either. So, they're, that's really not a selling point for them anymore either. No, definitely not.
1: You also have to pick what level of uh support you want for raid and whatnot too. <laughs> yeah,
2: we'll
4: we'll talk about that. I'm gonna give you the secret. I mean there's a
0: big announcement I'm gonna give you on V Rock Intel's Raid, big announcement in a in a few minutes. Uh you can you'll have to wait for mm-hmm. it though. That's how big it, that's how critical that information <laughs> is. No, but I I well I don't know. I I gotta say I just don't see my well you know, you're definitely right. So Let's, let's be honest, even if you're an AMD fanboy, whatever, you got to admit, it, it has not been smooth on Ryzen 7 motherboards. It has just not been smooth. It's like you bought basically a beta BIOS and beta board and it's being improved almost weekly. You don't. you never got that with, you know, Z270. That was like rock solid from day one, you know, uh, 2011 V3, totally rock solid. I don't um so uh, X299, not great, but definitely a lot of the features that you sort of look for in a very high end, expensive motherboard were there, the LEDs and all the other cool, you know, bling, bling, bling. and the M.2. <laughs> and very, I mean, they were still very polished boards, certainly not um, rock solid as as previous launches, but that's got some value, right? Did I just ramble on into the weeds there? I don't. I don't know. Mm-hmm.
2: Especially in, uh, if you're going to be using like chips like these, they're probably going to be used for professional applications, and their stability is key. So,
0: right. So yeah, hopefully AMD does get X three ninety nine buttoned down before it, it gets out to people.
3: You know, we got a lot of people in uh, the YouTube chat talking about heat. Uh, you know. We'll, about saying hey, you know what is Threadripper gonna do in in terms of uh, heat dissipation But also that I nine, you know is has definitely been hot what, what what's uh, what's been your experience on the I nine
0: boards? So I basically have not had a chance to get back to I nine But I can tell you everything I've read at this point It it is and I don't know if this is just being unfair But at this point people are calling it, you know, like, you know Skylake gate or thermal pace gate so basically People, these things run really hot. The, the, the upshot is, everybody who has built seventy nine hundred X boxes and they're like, man, these things are really hot. I read something where somebody was saying that if you want to run this thing, just base clock, no overclock. You need, you know, a, a, a CLC, a, a high end CLC. Not, I mean, not high end, but you know, like you need a decent hundred dollar CLC. You're not doing this on the the thirty five dollar CLC, budget ones. Uh, I haven't actually tried, but uh, I will say one thing that is telling is typically around a launch, a lot of vendors will line up and say, hey, dude, I want you to look at this machine. It's We got a Skylake X, we're running this baby up at five gigahertz or whatever. I ain't got one, right? So I haven't heard peep from the usual places. You know, ASUS usually comes out with a grading report. They will take... You know 50 cpus and they will overclock them they're experts and they are experts certified experts at overclocking and they will like we're gonna figure out where these things are gonna overclock what you're gonna get out of this chip what should you realistically expect and they do this so they can build their own overclocking curves in the motherboards I haven't seen anything so clearly everybody not saying a thing Nobody sending us systems There may be a problem here on high overclocks with Skylake X, and you know this may go back to the thermal paste issue that everybody is is
2: paste gate on.
1: What kind of temps are we talking about? Hot, hot, Hot (laughs) and a lot of power.
4: (laughs) It's
2: like there's been an issue. uh, There's an overclocking. Bowers his name he acts he's actually very well-known in overclocking and he's had an issue clocking x 299 boards uh, And he says a lot of the motherboards are actually underdesigned, and the VRM's even are getting way over hot because right. of it so It's not just the CPU it seems to be an issue all around Yeah, Though, like Gordon. I haven't tested it myself.
0: Yeah, but I think clearly there's there's problems I don't know what they are, but again, you know, I don't I don't want to give the last word on that I um, but yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of static there, and definitely heat is an issue. I think if you are going to run, you know, base clock, no overclocking, I think it's fine. It's really when you get to the overclocking thing. But I, I don't know. I, the silence from motherboard vendors and, and and system vendors does make you worry a little bit, right?
3: Like well, I, good. Well, and, and what what I mean, the question I have then is what can what can AMD do for Threadripper uh, in terms to make that better?
0: Well, I mean, you know, for the most part, Ryzen has run. Pretty, I mean, you know, for power and for heat, it's been pretty good. I mean, almost better than what Intel's had. So, I think they're in pretty good shape. I will say one thing we didn't disclose on Threadripper is the TDP, right? It's a 180-watt TDP part. So, is that worst-case scenario or whatever? So, they're clearly, they're planning. Of course, that also could be a holdover from Naples. I mean, Naples is a server workstation part. That may just be their TDP spec from Naples for the it's listed at part. ninety
2: five ninety. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Which is insane. When is <laughs> it? When is the?
0: What is it? five nine TDP, two hundred uh, plus, right? Twenty something. Yeah, oh, Gosh,
1: <laughs> how times have changed. Yeah, I mean that is. But a, the
2: thing is, the thing is about that TDP is that it's one hundred and eighty watts, which they didn't come out and disclose, but they put it in the footnotes at the end of their benchmarking YouTube video, uh, and. Intel's Core i9 is theoretically 150 watts, at least the 7900X. But in reality, when people have been testing even just uh, non overclocked versions of the 7900X, they find that it actually uses way more energy, way more power than you would expect.
0: So, yeah. I was reading something where they they think some of the issues with Skylake X relate to really immature BIOSes. Like, everybody doesn't, they don't know how to run these chips. But I got to say, this launch is, you want to talk about, I, I was talking to a system vendor and he was like, yeah, Ryzen, Ryzen launch, not great, right? I mean, Ryzen 7 was kind of a mess in a lot of ways. And, and Intel came along and basically said, oh yeah, we could do worse than that. <laughs> G99, Everything's here.
1: a competition.
0: Yeah, they like, well, were like, we're going to be better than making a worse launch than you, AMD. Like, I remember like up to the day I was, I was writing the review, people were like, I was talking to vendors, they they didn't know what clocks the thing was even supposed to run at. They did not know what the base, there was just, it was not a, you know, Core i9 and X299 was just a, a, a disaster pretty much. So, and that's a result of this thing wasn't going to come out till October. Hey, you need to push this thing out in July, you know, like, uh, so that makes, that makes it hard in everybody. And
1: well, I mean, if you don't have competition for a long time, I think you get a little complacent <laughs> with your uh, ability to move quickly. God, I'm, you know, the thing is, I'm Maybe trying to play complacent a little harsh, but I mean, you're just not used yeah, to it. No,
0: I mean, you know, I mean, this is like the perfect timing for AMD. This is like a, I mean, who knows? It, it's hard to believe that history repeats itself this way, you know, because if you think about it, going all the way back to Pentium 3. You know, basically, it was PAX Intel. No one, like, they'd run everybody out of business. Cyrex, everybody, WinChip, like, nobody existed. It was just still AMD. Like, oh, my God. But Intel started looking at other empires. Like, they wanted to be Cisco. They wanted to be all these other things. And then AMD came along with Athlon is like, punched them right in the face. Right? Just, and then. I switched. Right? And then Athlon, it was like Athlon, then Athlon XP. And, uh, you know, P3 just could not compete with Athlon. And then everybody was like, well, hey, we got Painting 4 coming. Right? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Holy smokes, it's like it's like Battlestar Galactica. We've already seen this already before. Painting 4 was like, <laughs> I, I swear to God, I, I like telling the story. So, like, back then, I was, I was talking to an analyst. And I don't want to date myself, but I'm talking to this analyst. And we're like, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, man, Athlon is just lumping up P3. And, but and he was like, you know, but Intel's got Painting 4 coming do we really believe Intel has spent a billion dollars to be slower than AMD? I'm like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, right? I mean, this is Intel here, right? How could they come out? Oh, my God, they spent a billion dollars <laughs> to be slower than AMD. <laughs> Penny4 came out I was like, Murr. that was just not bad code. Couldn't hit the clocks they wanted to. And then, you know, just and then went on to Prescott, which ran hot as, as hell, right? So just like, a lot of this sounds very similar. And AMD went on from Athlon, to Athlon XP, and then, you know. Then FX, and then F, you know, just like. Then, well, then finally, oh, God, it took like, what, four years for Intel to finally come back from that? Three years, maybe? So, is it possible we're going to see, like, AMD just basically beating up on Intel for the next three to four years because they caught them flat-footed all over again, you know?
1: Maybe in the high end, Mm. but I don't think the mainstream we're going to see necessarily that.
0: That is a fantastic segue, actually, because it's been 28 (laughs) minutes on this. Uh, wait, wait! Did I break up my? I will, uh, I'm not gonna. I was gonna talk about. Uh, here's the big V Rock news. There ain't none. <laughs> <laughs> this product launched what a month ago. I ask Intel every time, "What's up with your crazy raid stuff? What's the pricing?" Nothing, nothing. So that tells you what's up, right? Crickets, so, crickets, nothing but crickets. I oh, don't know dead crickets because they're oh. making too much noise. <laughs> But I want to segue us into the next topic, unless Adam, this is the burning thread over questions. The next topic, though. So, Elena, you just brought up that the the mainstream thing. It's like I knew. You knew. It's like you knew what the next topic was. (laughs) Oh, that's right. Because it's right there. Just move. (laughs) (laughs) Ryzen three details. AMD has has announced three Ryzen parts. Uh, Brad actually knows more than this because he actually read the stuff. I just kind of like, huh? Brad, what are are the details here?
2: All right, so uh, AMD announced two Ryzen 3 chips, uh, and they're actually launching next week on the 27th. Uh, the Ryzen 3 1200 has a 3.1 gigahertz base clock, and it can go up to 3.4, whereas the Ryzen 3 1300X... Hums comes between 3.5 gigahertz and 3.7 gigahertz. Uh, but the big news is they're both true quad-core chips. So Core i3 chips are dual-core with hyper-threading. AMD's Ryzen 3 chips are going to be true quad-cores. So that's really interesting. But um, um, there, are, there are four, no, no
0: SMT though, right?
2: No SMT. No SMT. no. Yeah, no hyper-threading, but it's not hyper-threading, it's SMT. Uh, They didn't technically disclose in the consumer version, like the TDPs and stuff, but they actually kind of snuck it in to a Ryzen Pro launch a few weeks back, and those rated them at 65-watt TDP, so I would expect the consumer version to be the same. Um, The one thing they didn't mention whatsoever is price. So that's still the question mark with it coming a week from now.
0: What I want to note, though, is um, construction. Do we know anything about how these things are made? Because, you know, Ryzen 5, 7 are, you know, two 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 parts with a, with a
2: fabric? Uh, I'm and not sure. I believe the whole idea was to keep using the dual CCX design, but I'm not 100% sure. That's not official information. Don't quote me on that. Okay. But I guess it makes sense, though, because they sort of...
0: They have their their full Ryzen seven parts, eight cores, and they have two full working CCXs, right? So four mm-hmm. four connected with the fabric, and then you do Ryzen five, where you have you know two CCXs with one of the bad cores that you know failed on the assembly line. Now we sell yep. two of those as Ryzen Ryzen six, Ryzen five, gosh, Ryzen five, <laughs> and then now I imagine like, hey, we've got we have dies where two of the the cores are failed. Mm-hmm. Let's sell them as as Ryzen three, right? So you have two. Two two-parts connected with a fabric. So,
2: Yep, that's what that's what I would guess, too. I believe they've said that's their intention. But, again, I'm not 100% certain on that. And it's worth noting that there are some quad-core chips in the Ryzen 5 lineup. Oh, really? Um, but they have simultaneous multi-threading. I almost said hyper-threading again. But oh, right. they have SMT-enabled. So, And the cheapest one is the Ryzen 5 1400, which is 170 bucks. So you could expect these to be quite a bit under that. Do you have any uh, pricing predictions? Do you think? Or oh, we're gonna do that again. <laughs> uh,
1: we don't have to. Just Brad asking. wants to win all uh, the things. Uh, okay. Uh, this, well, this, no, what do we think it's
0: gonna be? Whoa, 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 whoa! Well, I, I won. Let's just say I won for Ryzen, which was the, yeah. the big one because no one <laughs> knew Ryzen what 7. to expect. Ryzen seven. <laughs>
1: Uh, well, there's a key piece of information we haven't mentioned yet, I think, right? Which what? is these come with no integrated graphics.
0: Oh, right. That is that actually is a really big...
1: So I feel like that really is going to play into the pricing because Core i3, you do get IGP. Right. Yep. So I, I'm actually kind of fascinated by the fact that it doesn't have this because as Gordon and I were saying earlier before the show, this really makes these gaming chips... Or at least it forces you to have to buy an external graphics or a a, a separate graphics card, so that already might automatically drives up your price. Huh. So I'm kind of wondering how they're going to position this and who they're going to market it to.
0: Yeah, I kind of. How much of a deal breaker is that for you with no IGP?
1: It's a pain in the ass. Yeah, I
0: mean, yeah, it makes it more difficult. Definitely makes sort of like super super budget builds tough because IGP. Yeah, it's, it's, it's better than nothing. It's really not, and it's come a long way, especially in KB Lake. It's, it ain't bad. So, what?
1: I mean, it's really decent now. Man. So, I mean, what is it? The lowest Ryzen uh, 5 part you said is 179, right? One, so,
2: yeah, something like that.
0: Yeah. So uh, a 13, 170. 170. Uh, 169 so is the list for the Ryzen 5 thir-
1: 1400. 1300X. I mean, I'm guessing they're going to put it at the very low end of 100. But then, if you have to get a cheap graphics card, that's going to drive it up to what 120, 130 at least. So I don't know if this is going to really hit as hard against Core i three as I I was hoping it would.
0: Oh, this is this is why you were saying it wouldn't be that mainstream because m- unfortunately most of mainstream America runs IGP. This is mm-hmm. this yeah. is an America. This is an American phenomenon. For people who don't know, Americans don't buy discrete graphics. They just don't. Europeans, Asia sell lots of. You guys, Nvidia and AMD, they sell a lot more GPUs in Europe and Asia than they do in the U.S. The average American buying an all-in-one POS box, they don't care about the graphics. So
1: just gotta run those cat uh, videos on YouTube.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's it. I all right, so we're so we're into that. All right, so let's get into the pricing game. So look, one bottom lowest end Ryzen five again, Ryzen five fourteen hundred with the cooler, um, one sixty nine. And then the next CPU available from AMD is the old FX 6300. It's a six-core, you know, six-core part. Uh, $81. So well, you we can fir- still
2: get, like, the 8350 and stuff.
1: You can still get the 8350. That's, like, about oh. 130 if it's not on sale. But, goodness, I hope you're not buying it <laughs> when it's, like, at full price. I, I hope you're buying it on sale.
0: Who... who. Uh, who the hell is buying eighty or today? Eighty three seventy. I it's mean, like,
1: sometimes you can get a deal where it's like it's down to like eighty something, and sometimes they'll even throw in a motherboard. Just that's
0: the kind it. of thing he's like, "Hey, you send somebody to the store, pick up an eight core AMD part for me. Here's one hundred fifty bucks, and they come back with an eighty three seventy part for hundred forty six. <laughs> <It's like>, no, <laughs> yeah, I wanted a Ryzen. uh I, yeah, you're right. Actually, so yeah, the next one one forty six so 8370 is 146 fx 8370 146 and then we have 8350 fx 8350 for 135 i I think what happens i really think ryzen 3 you're going to push in between 170 i think it's ryzen 3 will be 100 bucks i think it's the core i5 7600k killer i think it'll be 100 110 bucks and then the crazy thing is all these other fx parts that'll still be around will get
2: even cheaper (laughs) So. Seventy six hundred K killer,
4: huh? <laughs> Them yeah. strong words are just to casually tossed out there. No,
0: I mean, I, no, and I will say, you know, for the purpose of gaming, yeah, seventy six hundred K is a great part. You will get. I, I don't care what any fanboy say. You will get, you know, higher frame rates out of a seventy six hundred K part in, in most things. But I gotta say, at two hundred and thirty bucks for a seventy six hundred K, and I'm looking at possibly a hundred and ten dollar. Um, core, uh, Ryzen, gosh, <laughs> Ryzen 3 part. I'm like, I will take that Ryzen 3, $100. That gets me into a bigger GPU, right?
1: It does, especially if you're not planning to overclock, so.
0: Yeah, but I mean, just, you get, I'm going to get a bigger GPU out of it, which is going to get me way more then out of then i'm going to get out of a seventy six hundred 600k because i can't afford the same amount of gpu
1: i just don't know if that's a fair comparison i feel like anyone who's looking at an overclockable part is already in a different headspace well
0: but we don't we don't live I, I sort of like from in my book i just sort of like all and then maybe this is the way intel sees it too i sort of think all gamers looking for a quad core part you just buy that k part you may not even ever overclock it but most people just go for that k part because it's just easy um
2: I think a lot of people by budget tend to overclock, too, because they're trying to get the most that they can out of what they can afford.
0: Right. You can get very no. good overclocks out of a K part, right? So, I mean, these are high clock parts. They're great chips. But I got to say, for gaming purposes, you're looking at if you could get the next step up GPU. If I'm looking at a, a 1070 with a, a, a Ryzen 3. Versus a 1060 with a 7600K part, you know? Of course, that's not all the way to a, a 1070 part, but sure. it certainly gets you a lot closer, right?
1: Sure, but aren't you giving up some of that overclocking ability? Because Ryzen doesn't overclock as well.
0: I, we don't know. We don't well, we don't know how these Ryzen 3 parts that's are going That's true. Are I'm overclock. just saying based on what yeah, we've seen. It hasn't overclocked as well as KB Lake. But for the most part in gaming, I would take the faster GPU almost, you know, nine times out of ten. So...
1: Yeah, what happens to those FX parts? I think they just <laughs> get pushed down, down
0: lower and lower. I mean, they're going to they'll they will they will get pushed down into fighting
2: with, you know, Celeron and Pentium parts.
1: Basically, just uh, everything must go. What?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they said at least when Ryzen first launched, they didn't weren't planning on killing the FX line. So, I wouldn't be surprised if they wind up being the Celeron competitors. Yeah. I mean,
0: and the crazy thing is they actually have Solar. They still have sell Athlon X4. I'm going to guess those will get pushed into, you know, developing markets and FX will probably get pushed into fighting with the Solar, depending. But you know, they have the same problem there too is um there's a lack of age IGP on FX. So I think there are there might be some, I don't know if they even have chipsets with with graphics anymore, but so it is It'd a pricey yeah, I mean, I think you know that's an, that's the next shoe, right? It, <laughs> AMD's like a Mel Demarcos with his the shoes. There's going to be an APU coming out <laughs> within three months, uh, and that really is the part that's going to compete with a lot of the a lot of the i3 parts because you're going to have an APU that arguably could be more powerful, and you're going to get four cores. So.
1: And it has the integrated graphics yeah. for all of us Americans who are too lazy. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's going to be...
0: That's the part that's going to go into the, the lower end, you know, parts, the entry-level parts, and it's going to probably be fairly decent. And, you know, the next shoe after that is laptops. As much as desktop people love to talk about desktops, laptops is... That's where all the action is. You're looking at, you know...
2: That's also this quarter. Yeah.
0: Man, if they if if, if AMD can really get lap uh, laptop CPU accepted by a lot of OEMs into higher end builds like you know this uh, beautiful HP here not Apple by the way um, they, they're they really gonna rock Intel's world with laptops so servers and laptops I uh, got I don't know it's just it's gonna be a rough couple years for Intel it feels like that's I don't know I should stop
3: talking somebody else should say something
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> do we have any questions or is it just crickets
4: and yeah
3: uh, <gasps> no, no no questions but man there's yeah there's a lot of chatter there's there's People talking about the, uh, the lack of IGP, uh, you know, pe- people are giving their own predictions on price. It seems like 130 uh, is, oh, is what, what people are uh, oh.
0: predicting. Oh wait, I'm the only
3: one to put my money in.
1: Oh. Everybody That's else Any <laughs> <laughs> up. Everybody else Any up. What do you mean?:
0: What would you say for price?
1: Well, I actually didn't give a specific number. I said low 100, so let's say 110.
2: I guess 110. You can't guess that already.
1: Oh, fine, 105.
3: <laughs> Prices right. I think
2: $100 rules. for the th- Ryzen 3 1200 and 120 to 125 for the higher end one.
1: Oh, I should specify which chip is which.
2: All right, so I'm going to say, but I 1300X for 110, 99 for
0: 1200. No, oh,
4: man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's, yeah, who's really saying 16
0: man. core part for $1,000 <laughs> like, hey, you're high, are you crazy?
1: <laughs> if this is Price is Right rules and I can't actually duplicate somebody else, I guess I'm going with 115 and 105, just for care. Right, so my my thoughts
2: are, in uh, the Ryzen Pro uh, lineup, they compared the 1300X versus uh, the Core i 3 7100 and the Core i3, it beats the 7100, but it's 117 bucks, 119 bucks at Newegg and Amazon stuff. So I would think the 1300x will be just a little bit above that, even without IGP.
0: All right, you know, actually, I, I will, I will vacate 110. All right, you can have 110. <laughs> I, I'm going to scale it back thirteen hundred X for ninety nine dollars. <laughs> I'm lowering that You
1: know, I, I gotta admit, I'm too I'm too scared to actually go that low because I think, oh my God, Gordon, that's 12, a Ryzen
0: 1279 dollars. What's it gonna take to get you into this
4: CPU today? day?
0: Don't walk off the lot. Sign on the line. I mean, the thing is brand new all through the What you're saying is
1: kind of crazy, but I can see the logic behind your crazy because given their philosophy with just How much they're slashing and burning with Threadripper? They could take that same approach with Ryzen three,
0: right? They they want to just be as disruptive as possible and disruptive. Not seventy nine dollars, seventy (laughs) nine dollars for Ryzen three twelve hundred four cores, four threads, three point one base, three point four turbo unlocked.
2: I could I could get more behind that if the cheapest Ryzen five wasn't one hundred and seventy bucks. Like that's a seventy dollar gap.
1: It is. Family to family. But it seems <laughs> like they are revising their playbook constantly. So mm-hmm. who knows, right? Well, actually,
3: you know, I, I kind of thought about this. You know, it, it almost kind of made sense. You got the, the 8 core coming in at 500 mm-hmm. Then the 16 came in at 1000 mm-hmm. right? I mean, let's just double the cores, double the price, right? You know, so could we apply, apply that logic now to the... To the three,
1: no, because no. if you just have to, it'd be two fifty.
3: Well, it's one quarter of the thread count of a Verizon seven, so it's one twenty five,
1: um,
0: which is the number I said. Yeah, but wait, wait, Ryzen <laughs> seven,
1: How tidy, Ryzen seven
0: <laughs> uh, is what three thirty, uh, and you're
2: looking at one quarter of the core count. You know what's crazy? You count. can actually buy it now for two hundred seventy dollars. I was looking it up Ooh. today.
1: Yeah, they've been starting to do sales. Nice. the retailers.
0: So what's twenty five percent of that?
2: Man,
1: why you gotta you make call. us do math? You can't ask
2: math questions like that on the fly. Seventy nine dollars. I think Noah <laughs> can answer
0: this. Seventy nine dollars. <laughs> wait, Adam is not guessing. Adam, put in. You need to oh, ante yeah. up. You need to ante up,
3: man. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go. Wait, but somebody already took one twenty five, right? Brad. Would be Brad, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Because I, uh, yeah, I was gonna go with that logic. <laughs> uh, so, I'm, I'm, my money is that Brad is gonna be on the nose. That's where I'm putting my money. <laughs> so you want that same? Not willing
4: to. Yeah, I'm, I'm then,
0: doubling down on Brad. And you're one ten and one hundred five.
1: No, I'm going with one fifteen, one hundred five.
0: No, it's going to be seventy nine. I don't think there's
1: going to be a ten dollars difference. Seventy nine dollars. I'm just picking we'll random numbers. give you
2: numbers. the cooler
1: two. <laughs> Fine. LED One on hundred fifteen ninety five. There.
2: Gordon's <laughs> going to be right because so far it's always been the lowest pick that's been right. I know. That's true. It's true.
1: <laughs> AMD is watching right now. They're like, oh well, if Gordon says it. I guess we'll just yeah, do it. Yeah, that's it. Oh
2: hey,
0: yeah. Let's. That's how they. <laughs> Oh yeah, hey, you know Lisa wants to meet with you tomorrow morning. Have you done your market research? Oh man, I was out <laughs> drinking last night. What did they saying? The full nerd. I'll use
3: that seventy nine bucks. <laughs> well, this seems kind of low. Hey, you know what? You, you, Gordon, though, you do have some uh, people in the chat that are uh, that are backing you up on it. So
1: I gotta say, it's like can it you makes imagine sense. though if that actually happened? Holy moly!
0: I just and the thing the thing that's crazy too is I'm just looking at the Intel price list and Intel has just. They are just like we ain't moving. I mean, yeah, I mean the ten core part came down seven hundred dollars, but that original ten core part was just like playing around, like we don't even care. <laughs> but they're really their price at two thousand bucks for the eighteen core part. Is it two thousand or eighteen hundred? I forget.
1: No, it's two thousand for the two thousand. They yep.
0: are just like we ain't moving. We're just not. No, <laughs> we no. like money. <laughs> we are not moving here, and I just between Threadripper pricing and the Ryzen three, I just like man. I just. Whew. Man, that's just too exciting. All right, should we? Yeah, it'll be fun. Right, so we'll find out, hopefully. And we'll let you know here. We don't know this information. We we have not been briefed on any of the pricing. We're just guessing here, pulling stuff it out. It is launching in nine days. In nine so days, we'll right? We'll so find
1: out soon enough. Hopefully,
0: we'll know the price. But yeah, I think it's going to be disruptive. And AMD is just like.
1: On the CPU side, super exciting.
0: All about messing Intel on out.
1: on the next topic, maybe not quite as exciting. <laughs> we, yeah. So, oh, look at that. Lena's got the segues today. i are gonna give the segue
0: prize. Man. Today. So, so, so the next we're gonna Kerchunk over the next one. Kerchunk <laughs> Vega F E Performance. And of course, there <laughs> really is like where like where's Waldo, man? Where where's
4: <laughs> Don't make a Brad again is
0: of course been Doing his job and keeping up with what is going on. I have not. I mean, I have actually touched FE. Probably the only person in this room that touched it, but I haven't really followed anything else because of all the vacation, But I touched it too, Gordon. Yeah, you did touch it, right? You did touch <laughs> it.
1: Whoa, now. <laughs> Family show.
0: Yes. I Family watched
1: show. the
2: awesome videos on PCWorld.com. <laughs> yes, yes. That was <laughs> interesting.
0: But uh, we, of course, we did not actually get to review the part. I, I guess some people have reviewed Ryzen. Or gosh. Some people bought Ryzen, it to review vegan it. Vegan FE. Wow!
2: Yeah, uh, PC Perspective and Gamers Nexus, which are two very highly respected and rightfully so enthusiast sites. They actually both bought the Ryzen Vega Frontier Edition air cooled, which is a thousand dollars. It's not an RX Vega card, so it's not made for gaming. It's or not. Marketed for gaming. Mm. Uh, it's for Imagineers or whatever they were saying. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, like a mouse
1: here, <laughs> but you're imagining. Stuff. <laughs> well, uh, they actually use that term. Disney uses that for their engineers. They use something like that. That's that's what I have in my head.
0: It is. So. Yeah.
1: Uh, wait, 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 yeah.
0: wait, wait, pause. Wait, wait. Where where does Disney have engineers?
1: Imagineers. Is this what they used to call the people who would like the build artists. the animatronics? You know, when yeah. they're for the original uh, park.
3: Uh, no, Noah is confirming this. Yeah. Really? Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. Okay. I like you Noah.
0: <laughs> I, uh, I, I did not know that. So uh, that's a new one on me. But go ahead.
2: All right. Yeah. Sorry. So yeah, Gamers Nexus and PC Perspective tested these cards, the air-cooled Frontier Edition, which again costs a thousand bucks, and it looks like they don't have the final like gaming drivers out yet. So you should take all their results as a worst-case scenario, like the bare minimum kind of a deal. Uh, and I, I highly recommend going and checking out both sides' articles. But uh, sum it up, the air-cooled version, in, in games, it draws about uh, 300, 350 watts of power. Uh, and it performs somewhere between a GTX 1070 and a GTX 1080. In gaming. So... In gaming, in gaming. So for people looking ahead to what RX Vega is going to expect, you can expect that as like a bare minimum. That's on air. So it uses 300 to 350 watts of power to land between GTX 1070 and 1080, whereas a GTX 1080 uses 180 watts, Matt, TDP. So there's quite a difference in power efficiency there
0: it's basically fury x all over again is what people are kind of speculating
2: yeah it looks an awful lot like it even as base construction actually like it has the same number of shaders it has the same you know all the underlying stuff is the same numbers but Hmm. something that's really interesting pc perspective also bought the liquid cooled version and their review of that just went up yesterday and even though both the liquid cooled version and the air cooled version are rated the same uh it performs much much better under liquid cooling, because under the air cooling, the card would throttle, and it would only go up to 1440 megahertz in typical power, in typical gaming situations, whereas under liquid cooling, it would go all the way up to its max 1600 megahertz. usage, so it was able to hit higher frame rates. And it actually pulled a little bit ahead of the GTX 1080 in PC perspective tests. And that's, again, not using final gaming drivers. There's a question whether or not it's using the draw stream binning rasterizer yet. We're not sure that's in there. So that's pretty intriguing data for what we can expect out of the RX Vega when it launches
3: the end of this month, actually, just yep. a couple of weeks.
2: Not and too far, I, off, and
4: I guess uh,
3: Jacob in in YouTube saying that Gamer Nexus did some uh, undervolting testing. Have you looked in on that?
2: Yeah, and that's really intriguing. Actually, they did uh, some undervolting testing. They were able to undervolt it and get better performance, just like you could with the Fury X. So save some power efficiency that way. So. That also just came out yesterday. Both those sites, go check them out: PC Perspective and Gamers Nexus. They both bought those and they're doing some great work on them.
0: Yeah. Good. I mean, you know, both super smart guys. Ryan, although I understand Ryan is actually standing in line at um, New Egg right now to return the card he bought. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Ryan would never do something like that. But I just, I just like review oh. this. Oh, I didn't like it. Uh, it runs too hot, uses too much power. Reason for return.
2: Yes. But
4: the yeah, so too yeah, they're actually, and is actually
2: showing off RX Vega today in Budapest. Oh. before the official launch at SIGGRAPH at the end of the month. They're going to three different places to show off the card and let people actually play with RX Vega before it's announced. So, huh.
1: so Brad, speaking of too much power, the mm-hmm. overclocking, that was kind of crazy, right? Because PCPer did yes. the overclocking and the like, the power draw is kind of insane.
2: Didn't yeah, it go so up, like it... almost
1: 100 watts or something?
2: Yeah, so uh, this was uh, off the top of my head. I had the liquid cooled version because I was just reading that yesterday. And there's a bio switch that you can toggle, and it'll draw either 300 watts or 350 watts. Um, they obviously tested with the 350 watt one because you might as well get as much performance as possible. But they also overclocked the card, and it drove power consumption all the way up to 440 watts. So
1: <laughs> okay,
2: I did remember that correctly. Typically these days, I like when people ask me for. What do I need for a power supply in a, you know, a PC? I say, if you're just sticking to a, a modern CPU and a modern GPU, you could probably get by with 650 watts. You might not be able to with RX. Might what? not be able.
4: What, what, to. what about that? Uh, Especially sure if you put
2: it in a Skylake XPC. Or
3: what? What, what if you yes. use Gordon's? Uh, you know, built-in uh, or the one that comes with the case. You, you think that'll be good? <laughs> Which one? The, uh, the your power supply that that comes with yeah. the case. Oh, your budget.
2: Your budget-saving method. Yeah, that's yeah. not going to happen. But I'm just
0: like, yeah. I mean, I'd be awesome. That's like to me. That's like the awesome build. It's like a crossfire. <laughs> awesome
1: for the power company Because they're going to be able to cross, just milk you for money A
0: crossfire founder's edition In an overclocked 7900X
2: <laughs> I miss the days Of 1600 watt power supplies Not being enough. It's a good thing they're gone because one of the Side effects of mining actually You know how all the GPUs like you can't buy them right now yeah. Even the GTX 1080 is starting to go up in price 1000 oh, um, watt plus Power supplies are ridiculously expensive Whoa. these days. Really? Wow. Yeah, because they need those high-end juice to power all that wow. stuff. Wow.
0: I didn't think Man. about that. That's that's
2: Man. On the plus side it sounds like Rx Vega will not be appealing to miners. <laughs> you would
0: really you would legitimately need a sixteen hundred watt well, power supply, it sounds like four if you're going to run an overclocked FE with a seventy nine hundred X, you would need you would need a high amperage sixteen hundred watt PSU, right? I mean, and Isn't I think it, that was I, the most that ever was sold to the public. Was
4: yeah, because you're sort yes. of at
0: the limit of, of twenty amps at the walls. So,
1: Man, those people mining they're going to be bringing that stuff to the office.
0: <laughs> yes. I, I gotta say though, is this like is this like looking really bad? Because I mean, that's Fury X. You couldn't get the damn things and ran hot I mean, as hell. Is this a repeat of that all over again?
2: I've always said, as as long, as long well as many other people, that there's no bad graphics cards. There's just bad graphics card prices. So if they price this right, I mean, you, they could still sell some. Um, the question is, how cheaply are they going to be able to sell these for? Because they have the big die. They have HBM2 to get the peak performance they're going to need a high-end cooler or liquid cooler out of it. So, we'll know more soon. It launches the 30th or 31st, I think. I forget when Siggraph starts, but yeah. it's going to it's if it if you know, the RX Vega performance aligns roughly to the Frontier edition, I would guess it to fall somewhere between the 1080 and 1080 Ti with optimized drivers and whatnot. Uh so, it's going to depend on pricing. And whoever who's still around buying, you know, graphics cards in that price range at this point, people who have free sync monitors, people who are lagging behind, I don't know if this will necessarily drive people to upgrade from their GTX 1080 to a Vega, you know what I mean?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Cuz
2: those have been out for years, so.
3: How you know, you alluded to this a little bit in the uh in the video that we did when they they stopped by, but uh, How come their AMD is able to be so Pushing the boundaries on CPUs, but GPUs is just not it's not getting there Well,
0: I, I think it's it's very similar, you know I think the CPU turnaround started, you know earlier and I think the GPU turnaround started after the CPU turnaround I mean that's probably Roger didn't take over they didn't even have RTG till I think Well after you know Ryzen was probably on the all already in the works so mm. that would be my guess and you know, AMD has been a traditionally underfunded company. Their, their stock had been in the in the dumps for a long, long time. It's doing great now for AMD. So uh, I think it's tough. You're competing against you're competing against Intel and Nvidia. You know, so and competing Nvidia, and they play hardball, and they they. They have not made yeah. a bad product in a long time. I can't remember the last really they, bad in, NVIDIA product. I mean I do remember it. Four series cards. <laughs> yeah, the but That was a long time
2: ago. That was a long time ago. So they so. have not been complacent. Yes. So, so there's no so they, way they were able to catch up to Intel because Intel's kind of been resting, but NVIDIA has not been resting. Right.
4: So
3: there's no way you think they can be disruptive like they have on the CPU side with Vega. Oh,
1: like saying
2: it depends. No it it it's yeah. all depends on final performance and price point.
1: <laughs> I would say going back to that point, could you also to Adam's question that is, could you also just say that it's just a very different approach on both sides? I mean, like CPUs, they're basically taking the existing playbook and just catching up and doing it slightly better. Because I feel like on the GPU side, they're trying to push some technology that's new, which is a lot harder. I mean, HBM, too, like, there, aren't they having yield problems? I thought I read that somewhere, that yeah. it could be a yield problem. So that's an issue. Um, they're going to have to get that up and running in a way that, you know, NVIDIA doesn't have to deal with because they're using stuff that they already know and can just refine. Yeah. So I feel like it's two different, entirely different games that they have to play on each side.
0: Well, and then also, I, the thing I got to say is Intel is a lot larger. I mean, they're huge, right? They're the number one chip company in the world. They don't turn on a dime. NVIDIA... is. Despite it being a pretty good sized company these days, they seem to turn like a Ferrari. Right? They're like, because I swear to God, they're like, okay, we got it. RX Vegas ready. We're gonna do it. For you know, five hundred fifty dollars, and then like three hours before, Nvidia will come out and say, "1080 Ti, three hundred dollars now." He's like, oh! Right? <laughs> Intel is like, they're like, "Whoa, we gotta like do. Should we cut Xeon? I think we should we sell these things for two thousand bucks? Let's have some more meetings about this. I'll see you in conference room <laughs> five seven eight in R and B in four hours." Well, okay, you know, NVIDIA's like, just do it, you know. And and then and they they and they've done this so many times, where Nvidia will come out like, we're not going to cede any ground to you we don't care if we're still better and we're faster we're just gonna we're just gonna come up and sucker punch you anyway just because we want to do it right they've done this every time
2: Every Look time. at last year with the uh, the Fury X. I find it awfully coincidental that that launched at I think it was 700 bucks. Uh, the GTX ten eighty like a week or two before the Fury X came out with just enough performance shaved off to be just a
3: little bit faster than the Fury X. It's, <laughs> like, it's, <laughs> it's actually funny now that you put it that way that the you know both companies are taking different approaches. Intel. Just pretends that AMD doesn't exist and yeah. it's like, yeah, I'm just gonna st- stick with what we got. And then, uh, Nvidia on the other side is just like every chance they get, they just, just
2: sucker like,
1: punch. We're better than you, and we just want to remind you of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the I thing is, the thing is, they haven't
2: been AMD's. Another difference is that AMD's been so far behind Intel for so long, being realistic since they've been big on Bulldozer and the multi core didn't work out. But on the graphics card front, they've actually been really competitive with Nvidia forever, like even the Fury X. Like like, yeah, the GTX 1080 or 1090 was a better buy, but the Fury X compared pretty well against that. And all the 300 series cards did all right against the 900 series cards. So they've been a lot more actually competitive over time on the graphics front, I think. Than mm-hmm. the yeah, just, I'm not, yeah, I'm yeah. not
1: disagreeing with that. I was just saying that in Adam's scenario, I think NVIDIA's mindset is we're better than you. We're just going to keep reminding you of that. <laughs> just, I don't <laughs> think that's actually what is you know happening.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of waiting for the day where like AMD does like a live stream on YouTube to announce like you know this new graphics card, like oh the new you know Vega two right or, or Navi or whatever. And then right as they announce it, the the actual stream will be preempted by Jensen announcing a part that's twice as fast for half the price or something. Just to, like just to mess with them. Just I, they just do this all the time, and I, I it's just this the, the hyper competitive publicly. I, I I don't know. It just
1: I mean, it works out great for the consumers. Yeah. So it is
2: good. I mean, competition is great. Unless you're an right? early
1: adopter, then it's a little sadder <laughs> uh, if you we'll actually have to, care about price.
2: Have to revisit this after the consumer versions come out. I'm really curious to see whether or not the SIGGRAPH announcement, like, hey, we'll launch this at SIGGRAPH at the end of July. I'm really curious to see if that's a hard launch with like reviews and you can go buy it, or if it's once more, hey, you know. Here's this. Here's everything about it. You can buy it in two weeks and just punt it a little bit farther down. I'm not 100% sure what it's going to be yet,
0: but you know, I, I also so some of this when when you launch a product, you know, I've been covering this long enough. There's it's managing expectations. So Vega has been a long build up, right, for yeah. a year. People had very high expectations and we're definitely into the backlash phase now where people are just angry. They just want to see the damn thing. They just want to buy the damn thing. Made them wait too long. So you make them wait too long. But, you know, as much as we sort of in the media, we see that as bad because now everybody's grumbling. Everybody's on YouTube and Facebook and they're all angry, like, you know, three months they're saying great things about Vega. You can take advantage of that because it helps reset expectations because, if they can't be 1080 Ti, but they come in at a really reasonable price, then it's suddenly a win again, you know?
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Which was kind of their approach with Polaris. Yeah. Uh, the the, the 580 parts? The 480. Or the 480. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I wonder if they can, I mean, for all we know, you know, definitely the gaming performance of FE, you know, of course it's not a gaming part, but could they also be sandbagging too? I mean, once you get final drivers and...
2: Yeah. Well, I think it, I think there will definitely be gains on that front but it's good to view this as the bare minimum like i said like i you can expect more i wouldn't expect less out of this out of the flagship part at least
0: okay so then let's let's cuz we love doing this game oh,
1: <laughs> oh, wait, no. how much paper oh, am no i going to have to eat we this year we write Gordon? these down we have
0: not eaten this paper yet oh wait i should have i should have written it down so i could eat my thread wrapper price so okay let's 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 say uh, R- vega rx rx vega R- R- rxv will be somewhere between 1080 ti 1080 air cold not water cooled. it's got to be air cold you can't have a mainstream i don't know i bet they have both i bet they have both they'll have both but let's say like the air cooled part what will the air cooled part cost for uh rx vega for between 1080 1080? let's say right at the midpoint what are you gonna say Oh, and actually, what's the current 1080 Ti t- 1080 pricing on the? Street? I'm looking that up right
1: oh, now. Oh, okay. Uh, I think it's like 500 for 1080. Well, what's
2: theoretically. Uh, oh, these are like the list prices, except, uh, not the street yeah. price,
1: like actual because have of miners mess
2: that up too. Yeah,
1: he was just yeah. uh, sorry. Brad was just saying that. Do you have to factor
0: that? Do they have to factor that into their pricing for the parts? I think it lets them price a
2: little bit higher. I think if they a can little, match yeah. the 1080. And but actually be available because the power efficiency isn't there, which is what miners are looking for. Then they could actually sell them. Oh, <laughs> the part! In fact, like what one you know month what? ago, they're like, "My God,
0: we we need to sell these parts and make we need to sell a part to gamers and make it not attractive to miners." What can you do? <laughs> we could just make the core run at hundred percent all the time, sir. But that would make it run at three hundred fifty watts. Just do it. <laughs> and then in five months, when all the mining craze is over, then then we found an optimization. <laughs> to crank it down to 180 watts, you know? <laughs> I, I can do right. conspiracy I theories
1: all day. I know you can.
2: <laughs> I have no idea what this is going to cost. All right, so I can't.
0: I, in theory, 500 okay. for 1080, 650 for 1080 Ti, in theory, right? List, right. street. Yeah. If list, you can get list price. All right, yeah. so let's. I'm going to say... I'm going to say 500 RX Vega. The reason why is because they're going to anticipate NVIDIA coming and try to mess them up. So NVIDIA will probably cut 1080 Ti to 600. RX Vega will be 500. 1080 will be 400.
2: 1070 moves down even lower. The part that kills me is the expensive components. Because I know what I think they should price them at. But I don't know if they'd be able to price it there. Yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah. So you think in, in an ideal sorry? world,
2: I would think... A liquid-cooled Vega flagship card would be 550. I would think an air-cooled Vega card would be 450 with room between that for vendor add-in board partners, 450 and 550, you know what I mean? Ah. And if they have the cut-down 56CU version, um, somewhere between 300 and 350 for that. Because so the 1070 is 380.
1: 450, really, Brad? That's pretty cheap. Yeah.
2: Steep like, or like, like in cheap. terms
1: of like going down oh, the okay. the price range, because I was gonna actually say five fifty and five hundred, just because I'm not sure what H what HBM two is really costing them.
2: Five fifty yeah. for the water cold one,
1: air uh, water cold, yeah, and then air cold be five hundred. That's pretty
2: close. These are, I want to say this again that. It totally depends. We don't know what the final RX making performance of course. is. That, just, we can't judge it just off we're, this. I just we're just like I say that doing again. pricing for the sake of
1: pricing because we've done that for everything else so far. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Why not? Why, <laughs> why stop? I, I suspect people watching realize that these guys don't know what they're talking about they're pricing. They're so off. But yeah, I I still think I still think five and six. Water cool just because it's expensive for the cooler. Um, 600 for that. 500. And these are 8 gig HBM two parts. I don't think right Cause they can't go 16 yeah. gigs at that price it just seems it's got to be eight gig
3: in a eight, eight gig stack of course i current hurt bandwidth too but i what what's the pricing for the the other cards or the rx cards uh 580 is well it tops out at 250
2: in, in theory, theory. yeah yeah okay. in theory
0: yep you want you want
3: to weigh in here adam put you some know I'm trying to put in there to you know like, i'm just trying to put some get poker games. Games. yeah
2: or
1: are you yeah. just gonna ride uh, along with brad again you know
3: <laughs> I, I was actually gonna say 450 uh but then I was thinking okay you know uh, the performance of the 580 dollars for 250 uh you know could could you could you say hey vega at twice the price you know uh oh that's that's a harder sell i i'm gonna you know what I'm going to go with bread, 450. (laughs) Sorry, I'm I'm, I'm coughing out. Yeah, you must be really fun in Vegas, Adam. He's doing all the math. Sir, my
0: chips are on that number. No, I want that one too. That's not how roulette is played. You see, I put my chips on this number, I win. You can't also stack your
3: chips on my chips. That's not how it works, sir. No, I, yeah, I, I actually, the, this one's hard because I, I think it's, it's different with the, the HBM2 stuff because you know it's like we, without that, I think they, they would try to even further undercut at 400 or something. But yeah, I mean the, yeah, like if, if they, if they, if they got to worry the about HBM2 cost, is
2: expensive combo,
3: yeah,
0: yeah, it's gonna be hard again. Although I, I think I sent you a news release I got from Samsung. They're saying, hey, our eight gig, eight gig HBM stack. Uh, Is shipping now or something? I forget. I didn't read through it all. Ramping up. Ramping up. But, of course, that doesn't affect you for a part that's already in the... That's hopefully being built in a factory right now. So, wait, wait, wait. So, wait. Five? No, 450? 550 for water-cooled, 450 for not water-cooled. Okay. And I'm saying 500 air, 8 gig HPM2, 600 water. And Elena is...
1: I am apparently... Vastly underpricing what it costs for liquid cooling, but I will still stick with what I said, About which is five fifty and five hundred.
0: And Adam stacking his chips on on Brad, So <laughs> yes, so we hopefully we'll find out um, uh, what and very soon. And uh, yeah,
2: thirtieth. Twelve days. Twelve yeah. days. A little under two weeks.
0: And we'll come back here and discuss. And we do have to have the day of reckoning for eating the paper.
2: Yeah. This this stomach. is I have we all put guesses down, but I genuinely have no idea. What they're going to price this at like this is the first like before i always go like oh i got a good gut feeling about this i think it's going to be here even with ryzen where i ended up being a couple hundred bucks off you know i felt comfortable saying you know i think it'll be 700 bucks but here i i genuinely have no idea
0: yeah that seems hyper aggressive though 450 to me
2: that's that's pretty aggressive even though it's only 50 bucks but that seems well i mean the gtx 1080 is 500 bucks and it's been out for a year and it uses half the power yeah,
0: but if they're a little more than that, you know, yeah. all brand new yeah. fangled stuff, plus, you know, it's new, it seems like it. And also, h b 2 does also limit the availability of them, so pricing it higher yep. keeps the demand down a little bit. So,
2: I'd be right. annoyed if I bought the uh, Frontier Edition right now because that card's a thousand bucks to what 1500 bucks and they don't even have the final drivers yet they're like they get the beta version and get to pay two or three times as much for it
0: (laughs) yeah but you know it's not (laughs) a gaming card
2: it's not a gaming card that's sort of the their whole
0: play with that is but yeah i hear you but it is a pretty card so maybe that's Mm -hmm. like it's almost worth it collector's edition cards (laughs) it (laughs)
2: actually uh pc Pur did a bunch of uh uh like spec view perf and stuff like that test too you can check out their thing and it actually holds up pretty well trades punches with the uh, titan xp so
0: yeah so that's but you know but people want to know how it's going to perform but it'd be interesting to see if amd sandbagged all the drivers for that just so that people wouldn't be able to tell what rx is going to be and they come out and punch like what if this thing is like 90% of a 1080ti part
2: we then it's a like success right
1: we can only hope
2: mm-hmm. yeah, okay I'm very curious times <laughs> yes, yes, we're gonna
1: be very, It's gonna be a very different world in August. This summer
0: is not. You know what? There's no. Usually, summer is whenever it takes their breaks. PC industry is not taking. No. It this summer is heating up. <laughs> Sorry, in a world. <laughs> where. <laughs> All right, I think that's it for our topics. Uh, we are gonna go to uh, viewer Q and A. Yeah, if we have any, or people are just shouting at each other. Yeah. At this point. Or yeah. just
1: shouting at us for shouting our pricing. You got a couple of
2: email questions too.
0: Yeah. Oh right. And I gotta go oh, let me go through from uh, the email. <coughs> uh and yes, there's something wrong with my outlook. It defaults to this gigantic piece of paper. For people watching, I'm not wasting I'm not trying to kill the earth here. Something wrong with my outlook setup. And I wasn't going to print it again, which doesn't save the paper. So, for people listening, I am looking at an email with five words on it on an 11 by 17 piece of paper. <laughs> okay, first question is from Dr. LeCount, also the creator of uh, Count Chocolat. No, I'm sorry, just kidding. Uh, Michael LeCount says, uh, First, love the show. Keep it up. Thanks. My question I am looking to build a new gaming rig in the next year or so and wanted to know what would be the minimum GPU. Both Team uh, both team NVIDIA and AMD for a two-monitor setup with one monitor doing 1080p ultra at 60 frames a second for for any current gaming title. And the second doing 720p video playback monitor resolution 1080p. So it sounds like uh, video running on a second panel at 720p and playing at 1080p ultra 60 frames a second.
2: So realistically, to hit that 1080p 60 frames a second gaming, you're going to need a RX 580 or a GTX 1060 6 gigabyte, not 3 gigabyte. And either one of those cards should be able to do that just fine. That or better. So you shouldn't have too much issue. Uh, An issue I've had actually in trying to do that is more CPU. Related, because uh, like if you're looking at YouTube and it defaults to Flash, then that can actually hammer your CPU really hard. So if you're playing a CPU-intensive game, that could be an issue. So that's just something to consider there.
0: Can't you? Uh, isn't there HTML5 though for YouTube at this point? Or
2: yeah, this you this? can you can switch it over, but I don't know if it's the default or not. Huh. But there are situations where I, I think the CPU would play a bigger factor into that than the GPU would. So
0: no Atom. <laughs> on this huh what no atom cpu or no no celeron celeron dual core no hyper threading okay good answer good answer second question from uh i'm not gonna mess this name up michael Osterhot. greetings everyone i love the podcast enjoy the days when new episodes get posted as if they were holidays hey great We do, too, because we just about post them about every holiday. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Can you keep the format in depth? Uh, Michael wants to know, uh, can you please expand on the subject of Intel's seeming abandonment of their ED RAM enhanced Iris Pro graphics in the higher end SKUs on newer CPU generations? And then also please shed some light on the reasons for their changing direction. Example uh Broadwell models that came with 128 megabytes of l4ed ram caching the dominant gaming performance in some cases because of this feature on the notebook side the promise of modern GP performance versus lower the uh, power dedicated Gpus from a single package in the 45 watt TDP space had many of us counting on their appearance segment establishing models like uh MacBook pro and the Xps 15 and there gets into some technical questions about is the problem is, you know, dealing with the cache size, 14, 15, but it um, sounds like this is aimed at me, kind of, I, I got to say. Although, do you want to talk about the performance of Iris Pro, or
1: I, I can just get into the... I mean, what we've seen most recently was last year on the Skull Canyon Nook. Yeah. So...
0: That was nice, and that was... That was pretty
1: good. I mean, for integrated graphics, I think I was able to get... Okay, guys. I'm just gonna say it. I know it's console not quality. Console quality, thirty frames per second. So but you could actually it's all the
0: human eye can see anyway. Don't you know?
1: <laughs> so you could actually do that in some AAA games. I mean, I was playing GTA 5 at thirty, but I mean lowest settings. But doing that on in integrated was kind of a novelty. Yeah,
0: it's. Yeah. Um yeah, it's I got to say really, you know those those uh I I still call them Crystalwell because originally when they they came out with the the ED RAM versions of Haswell, they were codenamed Crystalwell, so I still call them that. I think it was So I I think but, yeah,
1: I mean to his point though, I haven't really heard or seen much since last year about that push like it's almost like they just kind of dropped it
0: Right, so you know the part um, he's specifically referencing is the core i seven fifty seven seven five c We reviewed it uh, a couple of years ago And then of course two weeks later Skylake came out and stomped it um, everybody nobody cared about broadwell after that um, There were two chips made they had the 120 megabytes of l4 in the in the package and a lot of the benchmarks I've seen still say like, hey, these things do really awesome in gaming benchmarks because of the EDRAM, the RAM. But I don't honestly think you're probably going to see it again in a socket. I think uh, going all the way back to the, the ancient history of this, Intel never actually expected to make these um, crystal wall parts in a, in a discrete part that you could put in a socket. Um, if I remember history right, what happened was people saw roadmaps where Intel only had Ace. no so no more sockets remember the no more sockets freak out at one point everybody thought Intel was going to eliminate sockets like you would just buy your motherboard it would have an Intel CPU in it I've talked to vendors who were convinced that was absolutely going to happen that was the truth I've also talked to Intel who have told me no that was never the case we always intended to make basically you know socketed CPUs but that would be later you know at a slower cadence I think they were forced into making broadwell in that in that socket that uh, in the z one seventy boards for Haswell and they're never gonna do it again because there's just really no real appeal for it. It's gonna come out in BGA versions probably later on eventually once they care to go into IMAX to go into all in ones so they can get a little more performance. So it will happen, but BGA I think you're never gonna see an e, uh E D RAM version um in a socket again. So which of course really hurts you because you're not gonna really wanna run only um uh integrated graphics, even though it is fairly decent for what it is, you're not going to want to skip a, a, a Radeon RX Vega for, for integrated graphics. Mm. So, but those I,
2: are really good integrated graphics. He has a point, and Elena has a point. Those were really, really good. I can understand why he'd want to see more of that. I yeah.
1: Hopefully, we still see it in, as you said, those integrated systems where, like a laptop or something, where you don't have to really take that huge like power consumption hit with discrete graphics. Right. But it's so quiet on that front. I really even like this generation of KB Lake, I haven't really seen anything like that.
0: Yeah. And I think one of the theories that he kind of alludes to, which I think Brian over at PC Per, by the way, one of the smart guys in the room um, was that, oh, wait, yeah, I think it was Ryan. Basically, it, it's a problem. Well, I think I'm mis I'm miscrediting that. That actually goes to uh, Tech Report, but uh, basically they were saying that it's. A problem because the cache is a different size and the dies, and you know, it's just it's a problem doing this. But I really think most of it's marketing and engineering resources that, you know, Intel frankly stopped kind of caring about desktops two years ago. So I don't think it was on the roadmap. Does it make sense to put that into, uh, you know, a new the the new twenty sixty six socket? No, because there's no way to get IGP out of it. Although it'd be kind of cool to have a KB Lake X part with that great big cache on it, just to help with discrete performance. But you know Intel doesn't generally think that way but that would be kind of cool thinking out of the box you know disruptive behavior right cuz you know like KB like X people are like what well, this is a waste of time what did right. they come out with 124 28 meg ED RAM casting they're like hey we're doing this this is not for graphics this is so you get better gaming performance and be like oh this is different so
1: would make it a little bit more palatable to pay a three, for a three hundred dollar mo- motherboard in that case.
0: Yeah, then you go like, well, because I'm getting cable Lake X with this big fat cash. It's like, God, that actually would. Right. Then people were like, okay, I, I get it. Whereas, whereas like, people are like, huh, I don't get it. What? <laughs> so maybe,
1: maybe that's coming, and they just haven't told us.
0: Yeah, and they haven't told us. And I will say, I asked Intel for comment because um, I hadn't asked. I haven't even thought about this in a long time, and I have not received word. So clearly, it's still rattling around somewhere in Intel. Um, but, you know, clearly you can imagine there's probably a lot of minnow oil being burned at Intel these days with all the competition they have. So,
2: so Speaking that's- of which, I'm curious to see uh, what... Ryzen APUs wind up being, because APUs have traditionally been weak processors with strong graphics, but now that they have strong processors, and I know at least for Ryzen Mobile, those APUs are going to have Vega cores, not Polaris cores. (laughs) So, it could wind up being very interesting, depending on how they decide to configure those.
0: Yeah. Well, they're going to be quad cores, right? So, most likely, Mm -hmm. I think everything indicates quad core for the APUs. They've said that publicly, I think, for Raven Ridge. I think they could really... They're, if they can get OEMs and the if the power is under control, which is what they gotta got for a, a laptop, they're gonna it's gonna be a really disruptive part, I think. If if it's if you're looking at say, I don't know, could you really get 1050 class graphics out of a, an APU? No, that's probably too high, right? So too high.
2: I don't know. We'll have to see. I mean, you can get pretty good graphics out of an APU, uh, and these are going to be Vega cores, which we haven't tested yet. So,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. They mm-hmm. can really they could be highly disruptive for both NVIDIA and Intel in in laptops, actually. So, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. It's all guessing, which is fun.
3: It's better actually just to guess and speculate than talking about facts. <laughs> facts are no fun. We got some good questions on uh, the interwebs. Oh yes. Yes, lots of them. Let's burn Excellent. burn through them uh aj asks uh how do you guys feel about minor cards hitting amd's market
2: they were all the ones that i saw were 480s not 580s so i think i'm glad that they're putting them out to hopefully alleviate some of the pressure on the consumer graphics cards i think they're probably older uh, GPUs they had sitting around that the display output failed because these cards don't have display outputs. Uh, So they were just cards they had sitting around. They can sell them to miners now. Great. Um, I don't know if it'll make a big difference in practice because a big part of the performance calculation for miners is return on investment. And part of that is reselling the card afterwards. And you can't do that with a card that doesn't have display outputs. Mm -hmm. So... There's more cards on the market, but that just means more cards will be bought by miners. I think that's just another reason for me to be pissed off at miners. about
4: <laughs> it,
0: because not Please. only not only made it almost impossible to well, go ahead.
1: But are you actually mad at them? Or are you mad at yourself that you didn't get in on this at <laughs> the same time as they did?
0: Well, no, because for one thing, being a miner, uh, setting up a system, getting it all running, that takes effort. So they have actually had the effort, and I have no effort, so I can't be angry over them at that. That's just like okay, you did that, you had the effort. What I'm kind of angry at is Brad just pointed out they're going to take like okay, I'm going to buy eight RX five eighties or whatever, sixteen or thirty two of these RX five eighties. I'm going to I'm going to crank on these things at a hundred percent twenty four seven for six months. And then I'm going to take each of the individual cards. Once the whole thing kind of blows up and I've made my $50,000, I've made $50,000. That's like, I could just like give these away to people, but no, then I'm going to go on Craigslist. I'm going to sell in the box, which I've kept. Oh, I'm selling this RX 580 on eBay or Craigslist. Hardly used. It's like hardly used. It's like getting a New York City taxi cab with 800,000 miles on it. That's like, oh, you hardly use car. You know, they're going to put that on Craigslist. You're going to buy it. You're going to run it for about two months. It's going to start airing out and blowing <laughs> up and like, oh,
2: that's why I'm angry. I, w- I was seeing pictures on some some Reddit subreddit recently that some of them are even shrinking, shrink wrapping the boxes oh and Lord. trying to sell them as like new.
4: See, that's,
1: now, that's just, crooked. That's just but, not okay.
2: Geez, that's no. dishonorable. And, wow. While we're on the topic, there has been a couple of articles recently going around saying that they're starting to lower in price because Ethereum, which is the, was the main driver behind this, its price has plummeted recently. Oh, good. Uh, so they're starting to see... More cards on eBay secondhand supplies starting to loosen up in stores. Um, there were no sources on that article. And I just checked this morning, you still can't get ten sixties or five eighties or whatnot for mm-hmm. under six hundred, seven hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So wow, that take that different. with take that with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. You still can't buy cards. So, so, hopefully, maybe it'll lighten up soon, but there are a lot more coins other than Ethereum out there, so. Geez. Well, yeah, I read Three the
1: story. Times right now but the story I, I read was, something.
0: it's hard, so it's getting really hard to do the mining, where I sort of, like, all the easy mining is done, so now it's a difficult mining, so the the ROI is is getting worse, so people are just, <sighs> like, giving up already, so. Hmm. But you're saying but, that, that there, there were no sources for that? Like, it hasn't been...
2: It was said that it was happening, and I think they cited one like european third party reseller yeah yeah oh. but in practice i was looking around this morning because I posted on the PC World Facebook a review of the GTX 1050 this morning, because I'm like, hey, you can't buy anything else. Why don't you reread our review of the 1050?
4: <laughs> and somebody,
2: somebody commented that uh, that would have been useful a while ago, because cards are starting to lighten back up. So I'm like, oh, sweet. Let me go check that out. And that is not the case whatsoever. Right yeah. now, you still yeah. can't buy a card.
0: So, Brad, what you're supposed to write is a story on PC World saying, oh, it's it's getting harder, so... Uh, people are starting to sell cards, so then I can go out and get cards while
3: people read that story because they <laughs> stop buying it, right? So that's weird. That's just weird. All right, more questions? Yeah. Yeah. Uh Sonny asks, uh, can you build a uh full build of Ryzen seven under a thousand bucks? Sure. That's three hundred dollar Ryzen seven. Two
1: hundred and seventy dollar Two hundred and
0: seventy bucks, is- probably eight gigs. You're not doing sixteen gigs with price of RAM.
1: I mean, it depends
2: what you want Smallish in the box. I got, right? it, de- it totally depends on whether you want a graphics card.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and what well. kind.
3: Frontier yeah. Edition. Just kidding. Yeah, I
0: got to say, that is a problem, because can you get, I mean, that really messes everything up.
1: I was just going to say, so uh, uh, for most people, they know what Amazon Prime Day is, which is Amazon's made-up shopping holiday <laughs> in the middle of July. And, I mean, obviously, we covered it. And it was really interesting for me this year going through all the deals to see what was a good deal. And for the first time, I actually listed pre-built desktop systems hmm. because you could get something. It's only a four gig card, but you could get something with an RX 580, you know, decent budget build for 650 And given the prices right now for DIY builds, that's a good price. You can get
0: a system with an RX 580 for 650
2: Yeah, mm. but it
1: was a four gig card. But even still, I mean, these days you can't even get that.
2: Right? These days, that's like getting the graphics card and getting the rest of the PC right, for free. Right. <laughs> and I
1: mean, and that kind of just says like what the current state of things is right now in the mm-hmm. DIY space. It's just, it's really kind of depressing.
0: Yeah, I would say yeah. When you could get a GPU for two to two fifty, you could definitely do a Ryzen seven build. But oh, these absolutely. days, <laughs> but
1: right now, <laughs>
0: could you just go older though? Could you buy like a, a seven series or? Um well, I mean, I don't know if you'd want anything older than a 480. I would but. just
2: buy a 1050. I'd just buy a 1050 and wait it out. Because you can get a 1050 for 100 bucks. So,
0: so those have not... Because I thought 1050's prices had spiked up, too, and had... No, it's just not... No, they had recently. No. no. Okay. Mm.
1: In fact, I've been seeing mail-in rebates start up for those again. So I think uh, the vendors or Sorry, the retailers are trying to push them.
0: Okay. So Ryzen 7 box, definitely build it. And that's at 100 bucks. You could do SSD, 8 of RAM, Ryzen 7... And then just deal with the 1050 for, you know, until the miners go away.
1: <laughs> yeah. <'Cause...
3: laughs> All right. Uh, Derek asks, uh, Threadripper 1950X versus Epic 7, 9, 7401P. Same price, more chorus thoughts. Uh, you know, I honestly, for an average
0: consumer, I mean, of course, we can't. It's hard to pass judgment because we haven't seen Epic. We haven't tested it. We haven't seen Threadripper. We haven't tested it. But if you're... You're looking at the classic uh, question, you know, higher clock speeds or more core count. It depends on what you do. If you are doing something in your workstation app where you really need all those cores, get the cores. If you don't, and most of your applications are not, you know, heavily, heavily multi-threaded, you're going to probably benefit from the higher base clocks of Threadripper over an Epic part. So it's very similar, which it's amazing to say, but it's very similar to you know, Core i7-2011V3 versus a Xeon part, because you could get 14, 16 core Xeon parts for $300 on eBay all day, but those things are clocked way down to like two, five, lower even. So they're not really high clock parts because they're, you know, for workstation servers. And, um, but if your application uses it, definitely take more cores because, you know, I've I've done this in a long time, but when I did it with even a 2600K Versus an i5 part, so a hyper-threaded Sandy Bridge versus a non-hyper-threaded, you could clock that i5 up to four gigahertz, and it would barely be faster than an i7 or six hundred K stock. So that just kind of tells you clock speed isn't everything, but it depends on your application.
2: Can you even get Epic chips? I'm not even sure if you can.
0: I don't know. Plus, I, I don't know. They don't. And one thing people don't know is Epic chips will not work in X three ninety nine. They are not compatible. So, you would definitely have to buy a server workstation motherboard, and those will not be. <laughs> cheap. So, no.
1: So, you're no. not really saving money in the end. <laughs>
0: no, you're not saving money, but I think it's sort of like what's going to get me more bang for the buck. Very much
3: look at your workloads, look at the cost of the total build. So,
2: you can't build that for $1,000. No,
3: no. <laughs> uh, any news on ultra wide HDR monitors? This is coming from HA on YouTube. There's, yes, this,
2: they were the second wave of G-Sync HDR monitors were announced a month or two ago. So the first G-Sync HDR monitors were announced, they still haven't come out yet, but they were announced at CES, they're coming out sometime this summer, and a month or two ago, Acer and Asus, the G-Sync HDR partners, announced 340, 3440 by, I forget, the other resolution, but ultra-wide G-Sync HDR monitors. Uh, and they're not coming out till sometime closer to the holidays. And I haven't seen that for any other. HDR coming out slow.
1: Was that the crazy 49-inch that got announced?
2: No, that's a Samsung. That thing had an ultra-low resolution for what it was. Mm. That was a Samsung thing. Really like these are the holy grail, they have like quantum dots, HDR, the four mm-hmm. K ones are four K, these ones are thirty four forty, by whatever. They have everything you could ask for.
3: They're gonna cost a fortune.
4: Whoa.
1: But also pretty. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh bat Kadragos. I don't know. Uh what do you think happens if Nvidia releases the next gen GPUs at the end of the year?
2: Vega's window will be very short (laughs) yeah I mean short there's I mean it could happen at any time a lot of people are thinking the first quarter of next year but at this point the GTX 10 series has already been out since last May so over a year and they've already showed off Volta in the high-end form so if that drops you know this fall or whatever before the holidays just a couple of months after Vega you'd have to think that it would outperform it Because NVIDIA's cards, typically, the last few generations at least, the 70 series card performs as high as the 80 Ti card, the previous one. So like this series, the 1070 performs like the 980 Ti did last year. If they keep that trend up, that'll... That'll be impressive, and Vega might not sell much.
0: Although, I, you could almost see, like, I, again, I'm saying, like, they're probably going to preempt the live stream, right? So, in, <laughs> the AMD live stream on, on, on when they announce RX Vega will be preempted by Volta. Be coming out like Jensen, like...
4: <laughs>
2: I know Nvidia is doing stuff at SIGGRAPH, so... Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. They're I always mean, at SIGGRAPH. They're always... That's why... <laughs>
0: There, you know, it'd be if Intel got ever got as feisty as as Nvidia. I mean, it could change things a little bit, but I just they don't they not want to get as feisty. It seems like
1: I think they just operate very differently as a corporate culture.
0: Well, and I guess I mean to be fair too, you know, they don't have the same. It's not like hey, you know, Skylake X is you know sixty percent faster than a Ryzen part. It's not, so they can't really like it's not really the same scale that they're fighting against them with. So.
3: Yeah. All right, a couple more questions. Uh, Luis asks, uh, do you think Intel buying giant Altera will make a huge difference in CPUs in the midterm? If so, what should AMD do? I oh, Well, that's more of a, an enterprise server question. I don't think
0: it really is going to apply to consumers anytime soon unless they decide to... Inter- that would be cool. <laughs> if Intel says, like, so people know uh, Intel bought Altera for, I don't know, like... 5 billion bucks, which is like, you know, chump change to Intel, but, uh, they make, uh, FPGAs field grade programmable pin grid arrays or whatever. And what that does is it lets them reprogram, um, uh, functionality into the chip on the fly. So they can, you know, it's like an ASIC, right? So almost it would be interesting. Like, I'm like, how would that ever apply to a consumer? I'm thinking, well, if you're Intel, it's like, we've got Altera. Why don't we, uh, why don't we configure some of these Core i7s with an FPGA for uh, configured for mining? <laughs> <laughs> and then be like, "Oh, yeah, look, look at this. Our our Core i7s mining, you know, as fast as whatever GPU." I mean, that would be that would be a changer, right? Although you can't run eight eight CPUs in one box, but if you can do that on the CPU you have, so but it really doesn't have much application. I see at this point to consumers. And, you know, it's very much going to go into servers and it's going to compete with all the, the Google, you know, TPUs and all that stuff.
3: Okay. Uh, two more questions. Uh, the second to last one uh, is from Muhammad. He's, uh, he's going to hold your feet to the fire, Gordon. All right. He's got a problem with you. Uh, you guys got duped hard when you did the comparison between FE and Titan XP in gaming. You found no difference? What the hell? Titan XP is like 40% faster than, than Vega FE. Okay,
0: so w- what you're talking about is a video that we did, which AMD came in, they had two boxes set up, one with a Titan XP, XP, not the XP, but this is XP, <laughs> all right? <laughs> Latest generation XP card, the identical boxes, second one had an FE, you know, pre-release drivers and everything. So the question was, could you tell the difference? And, you know, honestly, and, and, and again, I think what we said in the video clearly you know what I swear to God if I sat down 10 people from that office outside in front of similar setups you couldn't tell I mean where we were and you know again we were playing on wide aspect ratios but you're looking at maybe three three and a half four megapixels or something you're not you're talking about you're not talking about pushing you know 4k video so on those on the given setup that was which is a wide aspect or monitor which a lot of gamers are going to use could you tell? I mean, it's, it's very much like, could you honestly tell the difference between a Core i5 and a Core i7 and using it every day? Or They Ryzen did the same 7. thing with Ryzen. And the same thing. Uh, yeah, I got to tell you, you know, everybody, we all think we have this heightened sense and we can tell the difference. You would be really surprised at what you really can't tell the difference at. You know, you think you can tell the difference, but... If I sat you down with an Optane as hard drive and a an SSD, you could not tell the difference, right? So it would be. So I I honestly that, think my I was being honest. I couldn't tell the difference. But again, you're talking about playing, you know, three four megapixel gaming on a wide aspect ratio monitor. If I put you in front of it, I bet you couldn't tell the difference either. And I'm not joking because it doesn't matter at that level. You're lucky. It's like can you tell the difference in a 1080 Ti and a 1070? Playing on a, a, four, a 1600p monitor? Probably not. I think.
2: I can. <laughs>
0: I don't I know. No, no, no way. Did wait, you, so wait. Did,
2: Were those our monitors or did they bring the monitors? They too? brought the monitors
0: that's in. So, because they're, they're matching f- uh, wide aspect ratio.
2: And that highlights the importance, in my opinion, of why you should always take vendor supplied information with right. a grain of salt when sure. you talk about benchmarks and stuff. Because in a setup like that, I wouldn't be surprised if the monitor was probably like a 75 hertz monitor. So, it was. Or a 60 hertz. Who knows? So in Doom, I believe, is what you played. Uh, I
0: played about three different games. We played a DX11, DX12, and um, Vulcan game. But in case, that that
2: resolution, if it was capped at 75 frames per second, both of them would be maxing out that monitor, and there's no difference. Right. So that's why you always take vendor-supplied stuff with a grain of salt.
0: Right. And I thought I was pretty clear for these two things. Given those circumstances, yeah. But, you know, this is very much like Ryzen 7, right? Are you going to be playing your games at 180 frames a second at 1080p? You know?
2: Well, they did a similar thing with Ryzen. Uh, I did it at the the Radeon or AMD thing in December. They had to get together to show all the editors, all the stuff coming up. And they had a Ryzen 7 system with Titan XP running next to a 6900K system with a Titan XP running Battlefield 1. It was the same idea. No frame rate counters, no nothing. Just play the two games and see how they feel. That's a, a, a technique that they're using a bunch these days. I wouldn't be surprised if that event going on in Budapest today or whatever I was saying, and there's another one coming up in the U.S. later this week, are the same kind of scenario, where they have a couple of systems set up next to each other, but right. <clears throat> It's it, the monitor caps out at a certain point. So. But, you
0: know, that also gets, you know, of course, some people see that purely as a marketing tool. There is an argument for, you know, uh, Roger Kudori we had him on at CES. He's like, look, uh, his goal is to build a whatever, sub $1,000 4K box. And you know we talked very much about ultra versus high. Like, is there really any difference between an ultra and a high, right? In gaming today, the, their argument is like, no, not really, because developers are not putting the effort into making this ultra to really give you that much in ultra. So, do you really need to be? And this again, this is their 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 pitch is like, do you really need to be focused on ultra frame rates? Does it matter?
1: So, to me, I, I, I always oh, plan high. Sorry,
2: a, I always play an. I always play an
1: ultra. <laughs> it just sounds to me that what we're talking about here, like the question versus the answer, is the difference between subjective real world experience versus looking at the numbers. So, I mean, if we don't even really have any of the numbers yet, right? We don't. So, it's it's really hard to say how the two are going to compare against each other. But it is very possible, like with many things in life, you can see the numbers and know there's a difference. But then when you actually use it, you don't actually notice the difference.
0: Right. But, you know, again, I would never base any buying decision without seeing the numbers because I still want to see the numbers. Because, right. Because we all think that. Of course. If one is faster, if it has higher firmness, but I can't tell the difference. I, in theory, should it should last longer. Right. Because you're getting more performance. Right. Of course. I don't know. Is that true? Because I, I saw plenty of YouTube videos that said no, that wasn't true. Like FX parts were every were actually faster than than Sandy Bridge parts if you play a current game now, right?
1: Everything on YouTube is true, Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> Everything.
0: Because back then I was telling everybody buy Sandy Bridge. It's a better part, <laughs> right? For future proofing, and you know the argument I've seen there's and somebody really do, does uh, need to sit down and do this uh, where they they play today's games on an old twenty six hundred K and an FX part to see which one is actually better. So, uh,
3: Mohammed follows up and asks, uh, "How much money did AMD give you uh, to say this?" <laughs> I'm just kidding. He yeah, didn't. He yeah. didn't say it. He oh, said thanks for the answer, uh, but he still thinks it's a cheap tac- tactic from AMD.
0: Well, yeah, it's not. It's not what we would have wanted. If we had total control and they said, "Here's a card," or if we could have bought one at the time, you know, like Ryan and Gamers Nexus did. Of course, they weren't available at that point yeah that is ultimately better you have control of it and i said in the video we get these in our own machine that's where it matters but you know yeah it's it's not the greatest way uh, it's not optimal i think is the way they like to say things so
2: so and something to keep in mind too about all these is that 4k monitors today um like you said they're aiming hopefully roger kuduri said for 4k 4k monitors pretty much top out at 60 frames per second so, it's the same idea capping the monitor. If you go over 60 frames per second, regardless how far it is, I mean, you're not really seeing much difference. So,
0: yeah, but no, I would still want to see the numbers. We all would, right? Since yeah, we're all yeah. viewers, we want to know the numbers, we wouldn't have control over it. So, but I got to say the the point is you can't tell the damn difference, and it's true, and it is true. So,
1: in certain scenarios
0: yeah it's fixed if they were like 4k wide aspect ratios or 5k panels I that would be interesting because we don't know how they perform there but you know that's definitely pushing the card harder at 5k so
4: Remains easy.
3: all right so the uh, the very last question comes in from uh John our, who says get out and go do some work
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: No, he says that was from, a good question by Muhammad though. I'm glad he asked that. Thank yeah, you for asking. Yeah good to cover uh, Is is from our uh, associate producer Noah here. He's, he's got a question
4: Gordon do you think life Exists except on our planet like on other planets not just ours
3: Do you think life exists on other planets? not just RS Gordon. Yes, but they're just avoiding us because uh <laughs> <laughs>
0: because of what we are. You know, actually, you could, like, if I were an alien, I would just fly a flying saucer, like, right through San Francisco. <laughs> right through San Francisco. No one would even notice. Because they would be looking at, at their, their phone. phone. <laughs> right? You're Like, have... oh, my God. You know, like, yeah, 10 years ago, it would be like, oh, my God. Is it like an alien? just like. No. Do you? Nobody would even know. They would like, oh, man, did you see that ad for the food trucks? <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought it was a flying saucer. Yeah. No, it must have been an ad for a food tri-
3: Yeah, it's a new Uber. It's a new Uber. Yeah. Fly, <laughs> flying <born>. Uber service. <laughs> yeah, no.
0: So yes, there is clearly life in the universe outside us, but they are avoiding us because
3: wouldn't you avoid us? So, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, What do you think, Noah? What do you think? No. Oh, Noah what? thinks no. Okay. Well, yeah, you heard it here first. So... <laughs> Cool. Let's, let's wrap it up then. No, more we, questions. Definitely. Because they've turned off the air in here. It's about 80 degrees
0: now. I think that's now. John's indirect John way of it telling off. us yes, Go out. do some work. Okay. I'm going to ring us out. Check back in two weeks for your fix-up PC talk in the full nerd for audio next listeners. Week. Next week. Special episode next week. Oh, oh Special yes. episode next yes. week. And Brad will actually be here in the office. Oh, you ruined! The but you know what surprise. we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna actually build a box so he can sit inside the box. <laughs> <laughs> we'll
1: just have a frame for him. Yeah, wouldn't that be funny?
0: <laughs> and he I'll will... bring
2: Superman with me and set him up behind me. And there everything. you go.
0: Perfect. That's after he he gets those airplanes in off the runway. That would. <laughs> <laughs> so, check back in one week for a special episode where we'll have Brad here in the office for your fix of PC talk on The Full Nerd. For audio listeners, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Send questions and comments to Nerd at PCWorld.com. You just heard us read a couple. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Ung with Brad Charkas. Adios. Elaine Yee.
1: Bye, everyone.
0: And Adam Patrick-Murray and special Shineheart Executive, Shine Wigs. <laughs>
3: Yes, uh, thank you, Noah, for helping me out, and thank you guys for
4: all your great questions. We'll see you next week.